0: Baker Mayfield, undraftable, off my board. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. What a beautiful throw by
1: the Baker.
0: Good evening, Cleveland Browns fans. Welcome back to the OBR Twitch channel. I am your host for tonight, Stephen Thomas, at Brown's Mock Draft on Twitter. Uh, with me, as always, is Buinka. Regular readers know Buinka the Tiki is very bad. Steel Buinka's rum is very bad. We have a very big show on tap here tonight. We're going to have some fun. We've got two shows on tap here tonight. As a matter of fact, uh, we're going to be doing some dueling mock drafts here in just a minute in the Garage Beers, fellas have an Olympic Hall of Famer, the one and only Bonnie Blair will be on with them uh, at nine o'clock Eastern right here on this very bat channel. For now, uh, what we are going to do is something we did uh, several times at the end of last year. Hang on, let me get rid of that. There we go. Uh, At the end of last year and people seem to enjoy it. Instead of all of us contributing to one mock draft, uh, we will be doing three separate mock drafts uh, and then uh, from three separate simulators. And then at the end, Uh, We'll tweet them out, we'll post them up, and everybody can vote on their favorite. Tonight, I will be joined by two of your favorite well-known OBR folks. Uh, The first one, uh, the film breakdown guru himself, the one and only Jake Burns. Thank you, sir, for joining me. How are you doing tonight, Mr.
1: Burns? What's up, guys? What's happening? How are you?
0: Oh, man, it's it's good to be back, isn't it? It's good to be back with the... uh, with the uh, the draft coverage in full, we had a blast doing it last year, and I'm looking forward to this year tonight. Which uh, which simulator sure. are you going to be using? Tell the folks.
1: Uh, I am going to be using the Pro Football Focus simulator, which you will have to help me when it's time to force a trade there for the Queasy pick. Just uh, let me know how to do that. But yes, this is what I'll be using.
0: Yeah, you just all you need to do is uh, you, when you start the draft, it will uh, bring up an opportunity to trade, find whoever has pick 98 just give them something ridiculous like next year's you know um next year's one or something like that um and uh they'll they'll take that for you you also need to force the 7th uh, round pick because they do not have that one in their system as of right now i think it's pick 219 so uh the second person we are being joined by here uh is going to be uh the one and only uh mr garage beers mike uh, <clears throat> Oh my what what beer do you have there, Mister Garage Beers, Mike? <laughs> We're
2: getting into springtime, boys. I know it feels like it outside. Uh, well, you don't know, Stephen, but I know here in Ohio it feels like springtime is coming. Not really, but it's Conways from Great Lakes. So we got an, a, a Conway's Irish Ale and some mock drafting to be had. Uh, and and I saw it already in the comments, but
0: I will pass this along, Stephen. Glad you're feeling better, buddy. Uh, it is a little bit better for the <coughs> for those of you who missed last night. Uh, The reason I was out the past couple of weeks fighting off of our current plague, as you can hear, I'm still uh, fighting off the lingering cough, but uh, we're doing uh, a little bit better here tonight, and I will try not to cough too much uh, in everybody's ear. I have my hot water with lemon, I have my regular water, I have my rescue inhaler, I have my throat lozenges, I've got a veritable pharmacy over here to try and get me through this uh, all-important mock draft. Which simulator are you going to be using here, Mike? Mike?
2: I have got the Pro Football Network simulator up and running here. Let me oh, see if oh, I not can... that one. I got it. There you go. Oh, you got it. There you go. Yeah. So I got Pro Football Network, uh, which is the simulator I used just a little while ago uh, in our in our four uh, our four mocks uh, that we did last weekend, and so pretty familiar with it and ready to just go heavy on the quarterbacks and see what happens.
0: Yes, we're gonna, we're all going to draft quarterbacks in, <coughs> in every round, seemingly. Uh, I, on the other hand, I will be using the draft network. Uh, but wh- here's what we're going to do, guys. Uh, and this is just the first time we're doing this, so we will adjust over the next couple of months along the way. What we're going to do is the three of us, we're going to spend the first, I don't know, 15 minutes or so, excuse me, discussing free agents in-house and out-of-house. And then we are all going to start with the same free agent base. That way we're all starting on an even keel when we get to the draft. Uh, we just thought that was the best way to do it here this first night. Uh, and if you guys have questions or comments or whatever, uh, go ahead and throw them in the chat. I'd like to thank uh, Kevin and in, in uh, Kevin Cycle in Cleveland, 18, six months in a row for uh, subscribing. Thanks you for being here, uh, my friend. We appreciate you being here at all times. Uh, we like that. Let's uh, take a look here. Uh, I think that's Jake. You've got that up there. Uh, so let, let's just throw it out. I think the biggest thing in in house is are they going to keep JW and Clowney, and are they going to either franchise or extend, or what are they going to do with David Njoku? There are other guys, of course, that are uh, important, uh, Denzel's extension and all this kind of stuff, but they have options with those guys, and then some lower-level guys uh, as well. Not that they're not important, but, but um, the biggest things, I think, anyway, are Clowney and Njoku. What do you guys think?
1: Yeah, fair to say. I think... I think they're going to prioritize and We'll see what uh, what comes of it, what, what other teams around the league think of him. Uh, in this scenario, I think you do whatever you can to get him back. Um, I have not written down things I would do uh, if we went uh, – I don't know why that's turning red. That's a little strange. Um, <coughs> if we went down the pecking order, the ways in which I would open up cap. Maybe we should start there, Steve. Guys that we would let go to prioritize some people. Um for me personally in my simulation scenario, um I would make a couple big moves that probably aren't uh three moves that probably aren't as expected. I actually some of them are. I would move on from Jarvis, wrote about it today on our in our round table. I would uh cut bait there, save the 14 and change, take the one and a half hit for the year, um, move on there, and then I would also move off of JC Treader. I'm a big believer in Nick Harris. I love everything I've seen from Nick Harris. It's a spot to save money, um, Nick, when he's played center. If you if you want to if you want to uh, if you want to figure out if he can play that role, go back and watch him play against Green Bay. Go back and watch him in the preseason. I think he's ready to handle that role, and that's a spot I'd save. And then I would post June one designate Austin Hooper uh, mm-hmm. as a as a released player as well. Uh, those are just guys who are under contract, not decisions on um not decisions on current guys to bring back whether they've expired those moves roughly open up like 30 million, 32 yeah Yeah. so that's that's a, a nice chunk on top of what you already have
0: yeah and and i would expect uh and we're all jc is the one i think that's the biggest question i think the other two are I don't want to get, go as far as, say, foregone conclusions, but it definitely is leaning that way with, with the other guys. But J.C., they have a decision to make. They definitely have a decision. And I would expect them, if they plan to move on, they would obviously try to trade him for something of value because he's still playing at a very high level. And keep in mind, guys, this doesn't mean we're saying, you know, J.C.'s washed. We don't want him here. you no. got to get rid of him. This is purely a money thing. If they need it someplace else to re-sign a clowny or go out and grab a wide receiver or what what have you, it's almost ten million dollars uh, on his contract. He's north of thirty. His knees barely allow him to practice at this point. So, if you're going to let him go after this year for nothing, and you think Nick is good enough, like Nick sa- or like uh, Jake said, that he can step in and handle the starting role, might be good to you know save that cash now and see if you can get anything of value in return. Mike, you were going to say something. Go well, on. and this
2: this is a new place for a lot of us for as Browns fans, at least in the new era of the Browns, it's a new place for us to be, which is you guys have to get used to, if we're going to have a good, solid franchise, a really good football team that is built well, you're just going to have tough decisions every year.
3: Mm-hmm. So a
2: guy like JC Treder, again, it isn't about, we've made so many decisions in the past when we have $60 million of cap space and no worries in the world. We've made right. so many decisions on, oh, we like this guy. We don't like this guy. Let's get rid of this guy, whatever. That's not what this is anymore. This is, We've got to make sure we're set up. We got to play the long game. We got to play chess. So, how do we look in three years? How do we look in five years? If JC Tredder and moving on from him doesn't mean we want to move on from him, doesn't mean we don't like him. Uh, you know, that's just might be a tough business decision they got to make. And, and like Jake said, you've got a good guy that you drafted sitting behind him. I'm all in. I think that the other decision you talked about those three guys, Jarvis, uh, the the discussion is going to have to be, you have to have a discussion with Jarvis. You can't pay Jarvis what you're paying Jarvis for him to produce the way he's producing. So you got to have a discussion with him. Can you restructure Jarvis? Things don't seem real great right now with the Browns and him. So we'll see what happens. And then I love Jake Burns for the Austin Hooper thing. Cause I'm, I'm
0: done watching Jake. I'm Bur- w- done
2: watching Jake. I'm done watching Austin done Hooper. I can always never watching
0: Jake Burns. I'm a uh, little
2: upset by the sweatshirt he put on.
0: I binge it. Yeah. Yeah. Jake Wait, was in what? a tank top before we went on the air, guys, and it was going to be a great numbers show, but he ruined it all. Um, oh. As far as Austin Hooper, there are people out there uh, still uh, wondering how. Oh, you can't get out of his contract. You can't get out of his contract. Um, it's not worth getting into this exact specifics, but basically if you move on from this year or you move on from next year, it's the exact same thing for all intents and purposes. It's spread out over two years. It's just, do you want the cap hits to be this year and next year or next year and 2024? So if they're going to move on from him and who knows, they may love him. Yeah, I, we don't know, but if they're going to move on from him and sa- save that seven and a half or whatever it is uh, on the cap this year, it would make sense to do it this year, especially because this is a very well-rounded and rather deep tight end class. So to get somebody in a rookie in behind Najoku and Bryant to learn for a year or two before they have to take on a big role as they have done with Harrison Bryant, I expect his role to, to ramp up significantly this year. It, this would seem to be a good time to do it. So yeah, I can't think of any other big uh, uh, numbers. I mean, you, you and I talked last week on the pod, Jake, um, if, if something bizarre comes up, like Aaron Rodgers or, you know, uh, Devontae, like a giant ticket that none of us expect, but if some type of situation where they need desperately another $6 million, you could make a case for trying to move on from Kareem Hunt, but I don't think they, Kareem, or any of us want to do that. That's kind of a last-ditch scenario kind of thing, right, Jake? I, I agree with you. I think... I forgot. First of
1: all, I forgot about Kareem. Um,
0: Keenum too. Yes. Kirk Doom, Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Keenum's a lock. Um, in this scenario, I'll hold on to Kareem. I'll, I'll hold on to him. Uh, for. Now are we doing this where we all do the same thing or are we
0: doing? Yeah, our we're own? all going to do the same thing. in okay. free Agency. So once we start the draft, we're starting on even footing.
1: Okay. Yeah. So let me create a banner for us. We'll do cuts Hooper so everybody can keep up with the moves we've made and we're cutting um keenum keenum and we're cutting jarvis jarvis as well
0: so yeah that's between all that it's like 35 million more added onto the to the available cap so that would put them over 60 i think i think they're at like 32 right now or something like that so that would put them over 60 or are they at like it's it's enough Let's put it that way. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: it would yeah, be enough. enough. It would be enough to retain Jadavian, extend Njoku, uh, and you know sign one uh, big ticket free agent if they wanted to, or two or three mid to lower mid type guys, which is probably, I think, what we all actually expect. So uh, we've taken care of the in-house stuff. House now. Let's move to outside. Uh, obviously, the two biggest. Hold areas on. Two seconds.
1: Of- we didn't do who we're retaining. Did we? Did we do that? Resigning. I like oh.
2: Steven's answer right there just a couple seconds ago. Yeah. <laughs> what did he say? Uh, Keep Jadevian. Goku,
0: Clowny. Keep... Yeah.
1: Um, who else? Is that it? Like uh, uh, as far notable, as big me,
0: ticket guys, yeah.
1: We're not we're letting Ronnie Harrison go. I think that's I think kind of so. a foregone conclusion. Mm-hmm. Maybe and, Anthony Walker. Um, I think I'd... I I wouldn't mind having Walker back on a cheap deal if he's willing, but
0: that's the thing. Walker, those are the only two guys that are going to significantly impact one way or the other, I think. You know, uh, Walker, of course, I would like to have him back. MJ Stewart, people want him back. But those contracts aren't going to preclude them from signing someone from the outside. We're, I think right now for tonight, let's just focus on the big ticket items. And those are okay. the only two I can think of right now, unless they extend Denzel. And they, you know, they don't have to. They can play it out, you know. Okay. But um you know, And I think they will extend Denzel, to be honest with you. but um,
1: Oh, yeah. Th- there's no doubt about it. That, no that's doubt.
0: a lock. Um,
1: okay. So there. That looks a little better. So people can see where we're at with that. Now let's talk about who we're going to sign. Let's focus let's, in on wide receiver. Um, okay.
0: I was going to say let's do the defensive line first since that's oh, a giant gaping hole. And then we'll move on to the <laughs> wide receivers. Um, I would
1: say they're two equally giant gaping holes. They are for um, sure. I think we need to um,
0: watch what we're talking about here. I just think
1: there's – This isn't 9 o'clock yet. Yeah, come on, man. Hold on, guys. If this screen turns red, I'm sorry. I'm just on wide receiver now, so we'll start there so I can be lazy. Uh, I don't think they're going to have any shot at Devontae. Uh, I think that's a package deal with Aaron. I am not in the team Sign anybody with significant recoveries next year because the Browns can't afford it. They can't afford to play around waiting for a year. They need to give – uh, their quarterback every chance to see if he can figure this thing out. I just don't think that's wise. Even if there is some benefit to the idea of getting a bargain uh, for a guy, I just, plus I think, well, Chris Godwin's situation now has completely changed without Tom Brady, but uh, you know, that's just kind of, that's kind of where I'm at with the injury guys. Do you guys want to protest that? No, I that's fair. That doesn't no, knock I mean, out. I got,
2: I got two guys in my head that I, that I just keep going back to. And
0: that doesn't preclude either one of them. So I'm good with that. Well, the significant injury guys. I think we're gonna talk about DJ Shark, and he's technically an injury guy, but it was simply a broken ankle. It wasn't an ACL or anything like right. you know, potentially very, very serious. Uh, but I think you're right. I mean, they could, they could surprise us all, but I, you know, I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't bet on it. I wouldn't bet on them spending those kinds of dollars. I would let me ask you guys this. What do you think is the ceiling realistically? I'm thinking twelve-ish. You know, is probably the most, and they would want to be less than that. That they want to spend on on, on a wide receiver.
1: I don't want to go very high on the. I just don't like spending big money on free agent wide receivers. It's so rare, so rarely works out, man. I am not, I'm not all too keen on it, but you know, you guys might be. I can, I can find a middle ground if you guys want to on that.
2: Yeah, I would say, I would say to me, I think I've, I've thought kind of 12 to 15, unless you really like. Unless they're going to just go bonkers off the wall, which I don't think they're going to do, and then do like just make the hardest bargain for a guy like Devontae ever, which they're not going to do. And I'm not saying I think they're going to do that. But for the guys that I think we're talking about, I think, I think, yeah, 12 to 15 is the number that sticks out to me.
0: And I think that's the ceiling. I think their target will be eight to 10. They're going to want to stay there. But if, you know, for whatever reason, somebody falls into their lap and they have to go to 12 or something like that. I think that that's the absolute limit. That's that's where I am, I am in my head, which precludes a lot of these guys. Yeah. Um, you're, you're looking at Cedric Wilson. You're looking at uh, uh, maybe Josh Reynolds, although they had their chance to claim him for nothing last year and passed on it. So that indicates to me they're not particularly hot on him. Um, but I, there's also some other guys out there. I think the DJ sharks and maybe Christian Kirk, Kirk's of the world are probably the top. If we're talking realistic, that's the biggest yep. names, biggest money that they're going to spend in my opinion.
1: Okay. So yeah, let's go through it quick, I'm out on Devonte, Chris Godwin. I'm out, love the player, hate the injury. Mike Williams has overpaid mm-hmm. Tyrell Williams vibes. Yes. Don't like him. Yes. Allen Robinson. I'm good on that price for him. It, it, he could be a resurgence type, but I don't want to bank on that. Michael Gallup, another knee injury. Antonio Brown's out picking dandelions. Odell, we're gonna move <laughs> fast. So you got Ju- here's where I get interested. I'm very yes. interested in Juju yeah. Smith-Schuster at the cost. People will disagree with me because you hate him. He's a Steeler. He does the dances and blah blah blah. The football player is a gritty son of a bitch who's really really good. Yeah, blocks. He gets inside. He can catch the football over the middle of the field. I don't think he's going to demand much money because he was playing with quarter terrible quarterback play, coming off of an injury. He barely got much offered last year, and he ended up returning to Pittsburgh. I'm interested in Juju, Christian Kirk, DJ Shark, because I think the price numbers get better. Uh, interesting. I like Christian Kirk because I like the idea of a slot player there, right. young, speedy. Uh, DJ Shark's coming back from an injury himself. And then I also get interested down here, and Cedric Wilson too, but I, I feel like the Dallas was going to do everything in their power to bring him back the way he performed late in the year. Um, but especially if they're not going to retain Gallup. So, uh, but that's my, that's, that's all I'm interested in guys. Where are you at?
0: I would argue with none of those names. None uh, of I, them. I think they're all right there. If, if they could get, I mean, you know, if they had a little more cap space and they could grab DJ shark and Christian Kirk, that's <laughs> like the dream scenario right there. It's not going to happen. But that would be the absolute dream scenario for me right there. But, Mike, I know you have uh, a guy that's off of a lot of radars. You talk, we talked about him a few weeks ago <clears throat> before I caught the plague. And uh, we talked about him briefly, the guy in New Orleans uh, that has just not had the perfect situation but is intriguing and will come at a cheap price. Who are you talking about?
2: Yeah, I am. T- now I'm blanking because uh, I'm talking about Traquan Smith. Correct. Uh, listen, uh, potential out the wazoo. And he's had his issues, and he's he's never lived up to the potential that a lot of people talked about with him out of Central Florida and what they thought he could be, but he's a big dude. He's a fast dude, uh, and he's, he's good at those kind of contested catches and getting up to get balls on the sideline, and that's kind of something the Browns have been missing. Uh, and so, again, not certainly – I don't think he's as good as some of these guys we've been talking about, or at least he hasn't proven to be. Uh down in New Orleans, they wrote an article about what an accomplishment it was for him to get 50 targets in a year, two years in a row. That's not great. Uh, but especially this year with the quarterback play that they had, uh, there wasn't a lot of guys getting a ton of targets down there in New Orleans. So I, I just think a guy on the cheap that you could bring in, in the vein of like a Brashad Perryman that they did a few years back, where This wasn't like a big deal signing. This wasn't something that everybody was writing home about, but he was a guy that came in and made a ton of plays for the Browns that year because he just kind of fit with what they were doing. I think, I think a guy like Smith could do that. So he's interesting to me.
1: Yeah. I think you can sign one upper mid-level guy and then a lower level guy. I think you can do that. Somebody of the, similar manner to Rashard Higgins. And I think Rashard Higgins and the Cleveland Browns need to just separate. It's been a while. They they just need to move on. But a uh, taco cat asked a good question here. What about Brandon cooks? There's a, an, a spicy trade market. I don't know if Brandon cooks is a great trade target. Cause he carries about a 16 million cap hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you bring him on next year, actually is when he gets really interesting. I like Brandon cooks, but the price fit, is like, yeah, yeah. I just don't love the amount of money you dump to that, to that player. And you're looking at another contract to, to justify the trade. So, you know, like we said, there are guys out there in the market you could trade for who could be cut. You never know. Uh, as we sit here and look at this group, I, I'm, t- I'm torn. i torn. I think the Browns have enough money to spend, and I really like, I really like Christian Kirk a little bit more than Juju. Um, but, man, I wouldn't have a problem with either of them. So I'll let you guys kind of be – those are the two I'm most interested
0: in, fellas. Go ahead, Mike. I'm going to find some, here it is. So let's take a look at Christian Kirk while we're talking this, while we're talking about this. Go ahead, Mike. Kirk's the name for
2: me that I love because of the way that I think he fits in, especially if I, if I think the Browns are going to target wide receivers in the draft like they are, Mm -hmm. Uh, because especially, especially if they land one of those first rounders, which we will get to, uh, but if things go the right way in the first round and they land one of those big time, first round draft pick wide receivers, that's a guy that's probably going to be on the outside. Uh, to go along with Donovan Peoples-Jones, who plays on the outside, and so Christian Kirk is the guy that can go inside and outside, uh, and I like what he gives you kind of all over the field, uh, including uh, even on special teams as a return guy, he can play there. So Christian Kirk to point. me, Christian Kirk to me is a guy that I would he he's at the top of my list, but like I have so warmed up on Juju Smith-Schuster as well that it's like very close, and DJ Shark as well. So. Kirk's at the top of the list, but I like all three of those guys.
1: I, I'd but, swing heavy for Kirk and then fall back to Juju. But in this scenario, Steve, I'm sure we're not doing a simulator where they would sign or not sign. Right. Um, we could probably get our top guy. I, I mean, unless you have Kirk behind Juju, in your opinion.
0: No, no, I think Kirk Kirk and Shark, like I said, are my top <coughs> two guys. But let me throw this at you guys. Uh, and I agree with you in theory, uh, Mike. Like you said, if you shore up the slot like that, a lot of these guys that are we're talking about in the first round are outside guys, but one of them... That is a huge favorite, and if you don't pick him in your mock draft, his fans come after you with torches and pitchforks. Is not even though he's built like an X. Traylon Burks lined up massively in the slot. Didn't he played like I think sixteen percent or something like that of his slots were of his of his snaps were out wide. Now that's not saying he can't do it, but they see people see how big he is and everything, and they just assume that he's an outside guy. He hasn't been part of that is the situate the quarterback situation at Arkansas credit to the coaching staff for figuring out how to get the ball in his hands, which is what they're paid to do. And that's fantastic. And there's nothing that says he can't learn to be an X on the outside. We just haven't seen him do it very much this year. So if they were to sign Christian Kirk, does that affect your opinion of Traylon Burks? Once we get to 13.
2: Uh, my I'll do a real quick one and then I'll send it to Jake. No. Versatility is nice guys. Versatility is nice. They don't have to, you know, we don't have to say, you're just a slot guy. You're just, you're just going to line up as an X. You're just going to do this or that. And that's why I like Christian Kirk is because he's not like that. He can line up a lot in the slot. Mm -hmm. Burks can line up a lot in the slot, but if you send the right, you know, the right group out there, you can send Kirk to the outside and, and, and send him, you know, on a, on a coverage busting route. So, yeah, versatility. I think versatility is one of the most important words for guys like Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski. So, no, it doesn't change anything for me.
1: Yeah, I think if you wanted to get real committed to figuring this position out before the draft, which I know, Steve, you and I are both a fan of that concept. Um, Kirk has had some games where he's played wide. I mean, he had a couple games where he out wide, uh, had more wide snaps than inside, but he's definitely an inside guy uh let me check throughout the course of his career i want to see before hopkins got there yeah like he in 2020 was a 648 snaps wide steven 130 in the slot so right. experience with it uh wouldn't deter any thinking if they wanted to add somebody that could play wide and run past people and be a burner will Fuller's definitely interesting i mean i know that uh things didn't go miami the way he wanted them to but um if gotta be honest to i have up. been
0: out on will fuller for years and years he gets hurt every year yeah. he's a one-trick pony he was a one-trick i'm a notre dame guy he was a one-trick pony at notre dame he's good at it when he's healthy and he's out there but that's it that's all he yeah. does and he's missed how many games the last few years i would not give i personally would not give him a giant contract so yeah
1: i uh, would i think that the pfs projecting him on a one-year deal of some kind i would definitely not commit long term to that mm-hmm. guy uh just a somebody like that i'm sure there are other names that would bounce around that are in the idea of somebody that can play outside run a vertical route tree but then you have donovan people's jones too that you really like there so adding a couple we'll say um, we'll just we'll just say mike we added your um it Traquan, smith and, Traquan then, smith and and then we'll we'll add in uh, christian kirk and go from there
0: which also incidentally opens up possibilities at 13 i mean if you yeah, make those two not- signings. You, I I still think they would go wide receiver uh at 13, but with those two guys already in the house, you don't necessarily have to at that point. The way it stands now, mm-hmm. there's there's I mean they have to pretty much.
2: Well, we've done and Steven, you've done a ton of mock drafts. I've done I've been playing with these mock simulators forever and you've seen some times where some of those wide receivers get a little thin by the time 13 gets there, but then there's some other positions that look pretty good. So, yeah, I think if you did that, it certainly opens up some options.
0: Absolutely, Ryan mini twenty one. Another guy. Um, we, we, obviously, we don't. We've run longer than we were planning to uh, talking about free agents here. We can't talk about every single one of them, but that's another name that could be interesting. And it's one of those market inefficiencies that Andrew Barry is so good at finding. They may think he is worth more than his market, and that you know he could come in and play really well. So, so we're stipulating we sign Kirk and Traquan Smith. Is that what we're saying? So far, yep. And okay, let's move on to line. the interior yeah. defensive line. I, I, I got to be real honest here. We have to really, really hope that one of two things happens. Either an unexpected guy is available for trade that none of us mm-hmm. are even thinking about right now, or Harrison Phillips hit the market. Because after that, it gets really thin, and teams are going to be bidding, and they're going to have to way overpay for guys. They're good players, but they're going to have to way overpay for them because people are desperate for interior defensive line help. Your thoughts, Jake, on the on the up on the pending yeah. free agent class in the middle.
1: We talk a lot about how the last three draft classes have lined up for the Cleveland Browns and where they're picking and what position they need. Well, this is this is a bad offseason to need defensive tackle help. I just don't mm-hmm. think it's a great time, either the draft or free agency. Could the Browns pull a trade? Interesting. Could definitely, but uh definitely not an ideal offseason in either. Uh, respect for how you can go about improving naturally through free agency in the draft to improve this position. Now, I mean, the top two guys I love, I mean, they're older fellows here, but I love both of those guys. Like Mm -hmm. I, if those guys are interested in coming to Cleveland and getting significant snaps and a good one year contract, like I would love Calais Campbell. I I would love him. I would love Calais
0: Campbell. 100%.
1: If you're second tiering it, I think Fatakasi is an interesting player, a little bit of step backward last year. But is a fine, uh, still a fine player for a lower, maybe something like three years, 25 million, uh, like they're saying here, Pro Football Focus, for three years, 15, uh, which, which 15 million of which is guaranteed. Then there's some others too. Uh, BJ Hill is interesting, leaving mm-hmm. Cincinnati, he had an interception on a tip there uh, in, the, um, in the conference championship game. DJ Jones out in San Francisco plays like his hair's on fire. He's another interesting guy. And then Linval Joseph, if you strike out on the other veterans, is a gap-plugging interior <clears throat> D-line guy who could be a, of interest too. For me, my money, uh, I would go sign DJ Jones. I think he plays so freaking hard, and a lot of what that position is is playing hard, had a nice year <laughs> this year. Um, I think he'd be fun, fun target. Three years, 15.5 mil guaranteed, 26.25 totals The projection. I think that fits um and then i'd probably feel okay i would feel okay i mean uh you're you're, dj jones you're you're gonna draft somebody there at that position you got some young guys you want to continue getting more snaps to. so i mean could you go and sign another guy um yeah sure but you know, I don't, I, it's, it's, it's well, they could bring back Sheldon
0: day. Sheldon day was more than adequate there yeah. because beyond the guys that we've just named, there are other names. There's the John Jenkins out there. There's guys like that, but those are wave two, wave three guys that are bodies rotational guys. They're not going to be, they're not going to significantly change or improve uh, your defense. There's only a, a couple of them out there. If Calais Campbell or Harrison Phillips or BJ Hill or DJ Jones, don't come to Cleveland. There's kind of a uh, drop off, I guess would be the word yeah. after that. So But
2: but guys, there's also, again, your defensive line, when you have got those two guys, <clears throat> assuming you bring back Clowney, when you've got those guys on the end, it does make life a little easier yeah. for everybody else. So, like, I'm going to throw a dark horse out there as well, and it's kind of weird, but it's a guy they didn't want to get rid of, and it's a guy that didn't want to leave, and it's a guy that developed pretty good chemistry with a guy like Miles Garrett. Sheldon Richardson, is an un, uh, he's an unrestricted free agent. And again, is that a game-breaking type signing? No. Is that but is that a guy that can come in and help make the defensive line better? Yes. So, you know, I'm looking down this list and his name just keeps popping off and I want to be like, no, they got rid of him. They don't need him back. They got rid of him. But I I, I feel like he developed a pretty good chemistry on this team. And when he left, it was pretty well known that he didn't want to go and they didn't want to get rid of him. So I could see them bringing him back on like a one-year deal, uh, you know, even if they brought in somebody else like a Calais Campbell.
1: I think I think it depends how bad his feelings are hurt. I think he was pretty upset when Cleveland let him go after free agency had hit, um, and he didn't have as much opportunity to get money on the market. There were definitely that was that was straight from Sheldon. That I don't know if he's recovered from those hard feelings or it's just a business. He seems like a pretty pragmatic guy, but you never know. I I wouldn't be opposed to it at all, guys. I, I mean, you know, I I I don't. Trust any of the young guys all too much, you know. Between Togi and and uh, Jordan right. Elliott, I'm not I'm not all too crazy about those guys. So I do want to have something. I like Sheldon Day. I definitely like adding DJ Jones. Um, I'll leave it to you too. If you want to add one more, let me know.
2: I'm good. With I, I think
0: that that's good. And you made a good point there, uh, uh, Mike, about the job of the interior defensive line with to these two edges. We hear a lot about, and Jake, you can back me up or tell me I'm wrong on this. We hear a lot about defensive tackles keeping the linebackers clean, and that's very important in the Browns. And I don't know if it's an apples-to-apples apples thing, but I'm going to use the same turn. Their job is really to keep the edges clean. Mm-hmm. I, I, the thing I'm saying is if you can get a guy that can you know, get pressure and get sacks up the middle, of course, that would be – but their job really – is to shut that front door so that when 95 and 90 come screaming around the edges, the quarterback can't escape out the front door. That's mm-hmm. their job. Just push the pocket really. So yep. while it would be tremendous to have an Aaron Donald type in there, those guys don't grow on trees and they definitely <laughs> don't, don't hit free agency. So somebody who's just steady enough to push that center sort of back into the quarterback's lap is really all they're looking for. I'd be totally fine um, with uh, bringing back Sheldon day, grabbing DJ Jones and maybe one other, you know, body type. Um, Yeah. I I don't know who that would be, but a lower level type guy to bring in just to, to, to eat up snaps and then try to hopefully grab a a Travis Jones, or if they like Perry and Winfrey, uh, even though his run defense is, I'm going to be kind and say inconsistent. Um, You know, if they grab somebody like that to develop behind him, I think that would be enough. It's not ideal for what you want in your interior defensive line but i think dj jones sheldon day and then hopefully one of those guys in the draft would be enough yeah i'm with that speaking of the draft
1: uh anybody else you guys want to improve any other position do you want to look at a third d end behind another cheap player at that position or do you guys just want to go draft
0: um they probably will um, and speaking of bringing guys back, I don't know if he's going to qualify as cheap, but I would be tickled if they'd find a way to bring Mr. Ogba back, uh, from Miami. Yeah. I think he would be a perfect fit, uh, in, in this, uh, this particular system across from miles now that he's developed everything. But, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to have the, the room, uh, with these other moves that we're making to bring him back. He's not going to be top of the market, but he's not going to be dirt cheap either. He had a pretty good last couple of years. So.
1: Another name here I want to just say, as we talk about players, and we'll kind of leave it here, Marcus May interests the hell out of me, Steve, because mm-hmm. he's going to be out with an injury for most of the year, but you can you can get him cheap and potentially lock him into a few years. And then if you say, heaven forbid, I thought John Johnson got a lot better as the year went on, got more comfortable. But like as a stash safety, I think he's a hell of a player that you could really benefit from like keeping him around and seeing if you can get something out of a cheap flyer there. So that's just something I was thinking uh, along the lines of the safety position. But I mean, I, I think this is indicative of where the Browns are. We attacked wide receiver. Um, we should look at tight end real quick before we start drafting just to see if we're letting what's a Hooper go. Is there anybody on the bottom, uh, bottom end? Cause you know, they love their tight ends. Um, O.J. Howard, I would I would not mind taking a flyer on him. I know he's he's so talented. It just didn't pan out in, in Tampa. I don't know. We'll just draft. We'll just draft with what we have here and then kind of go, go from there, guys. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah, I'm good with yeah. it.
3: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
0: So Mike, we're going to let you go first since uh you know guys are around the evil lair at the OBR headquarters we call Mike new guy. So um the new guy here uh we're going to give you the uh the first uh, the first crack at it here. So I'm going to go ahead and put your simulator up there, go ahead and, and uh start it up and we will see what happens. I'm going to go to fast speed, is that okay? I always do. <laughs> yeah, all right, good.
2: <laughs> yeah, he does.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. All about right, so what stuff. she said.
2: A whole bunch of stuff is happening. Uh, And let's just say we're not going to do any trades. That would be great because I don't – oh, hold on. For tonight, we're not going to just reject it. Yep. Sorry, something was in my way. Ah, I do like that trade, though. Can we do that trade? (laughs) (laughs) I'll take that one. Uh, Okay. So on the board, obviously Chris Alave stands out for me. Uh, You've got – again, that's why that last trade would have been very intriguing uh but for me it's it's pretty simple I, I like what we've done uh but i i just think you go out there and you try to get uh you try to get completely short up at that wide receiver position i would have been interested if maybe a couple of these defensive tackles were still on the board i ran this a couple times and like demarvin DeMarvin layell was still on the board i really like him uh but uh, with those guys off the board uh and with a guy that i think is just as fluid. I like Drake London. I like some of these other wide receivers, but with a guy that I think is just as fluid and easy of a wide receiver as you're going to watch play,
0: uh, I'm just going to go ahead and take Chris Olave. Uh, oh, I,
1: I like it. I love Chris Olave. So.
0: I would find it difficult to argue. I've been saying this for a while, and people are already backed into their corners uh and and it's this guy or nothing but there's like five guys that yeah. I, if they go wide receiver that I'd be totally okay with at 13 it's a great year to need one if that's the way uh they end up going all right i, uh, I like Garrett
2: Wilson a little more he wasn't on the board mm-hmm. i i just think the thing i love <clears> the <throat> most about Chris Olave is that he looks like he's playing at 50% and he's faster than everybody else out on the field or mm-hmm. or, or or he's making plays he's just by himself and he has run the most crisp route to put himself in the position to make a catch, which he always does. I just, I love that aspect of him that he just
0: always seems so in control. And I
2: think that's something that would be really, really great.
0: Yeah. It's hard to argue with Olave. Uh, they all <coughs> have their pluses and minuses and I just want to touch on something real quick here. And then you'll, you'll be up next here, Jake, uh, Mr. Katapka, who is, uh, last night, if you weren't around for the show, uh, uh, Seven months in a row and subscribed at tier three. So, uh, cannot thank you enough, Mr. Katapa. You are one Woo-hoo! of my favorites. You are basically Norm. You're either Norm or Cliff uh, at this point. But your question is going to be tough to replicate getting JOK in the second this year. You remember last year, Jake, we said corner in the second, uh, Newsom if he's there, and then probably a trade up for 59 for a guy they had a day one tr- uh, grade on who slipped down this year. There's not as many day one guys, so that 25 to 55 range is going to be kind of bunched up. So, in my opinion, yeah. we're very early. A trade up from 78 seems to make more sense to mm-hmm. grab one of that group that they think has slipped down a little bit. That that's just my thought here at this point. Uh, but let's go ahead and uh, oh, let me get that. Do out I there.
1: do I need to uh, do I need to force any trades here?
0: Uh, it, Yeah, go ahead and offer whoever has picked 98. Just give them, you know. And guys, please understand this is there's a purpose to what i'm saying uh give them next year's one so it goes through uh and do that, i go to
1: the saints then here yeah okay
0: are they 98 yeah just they're find 98, 98 give them next year's one obviously they're going to take it we are not saying we want to trade next year's one for a late third round pick this year we're just trying to get this year's I mean, it depends who's on the board well yeah okay depends sure. who's there <laughs> if david Ojabo's there then sure yeah um <laughs> And then uh, you're going to need to trade again because they don't have the seventh round pick. Whoever has pick 219, I think it's the Patriots. Wow. I feel like you do this often. I have no life and very few friends. So, yes, I, I know these kind of things.
1: I'm in. I'm one of the friends.
0: Yeah, okay. we'll be your friend. All right. So, now you've got the full allotment of picks.
1: Let's start the draft here on this side. This thing is moving, and we are at pick 13. I want to move this uh, screen to a larger setting. There we go. So guys of interest, really the only name of interest is Garrett Wilson goes 11 to Washington, which is an interesting pick for them. But nonetheless, Mm -hmm. here we are. Um, I don't love the idea of alignment early. Obviously Devin Lloyd's too old. Uh, Trent McDuffie is fine. Not here. Jamison Williams again I'm eliminating anybody with an injury and I think Jamison Williams is fantastic
0: I know it kills me um, and keep in mind those of you watching PFF's board is going to be different in a lot of ways from the rest of them because it's based yeah. almost exclusively on their grades and that's why you see London higher than the rest of them here and yeah. you're going to see some guy like Perry and Winfrey I think is less than 100 he's, he's lower than 100 on their board so yeah that's why you're going to see lots of differences here in the PFF board <clears throat> um, I'm just
1: going to make it simple and take Drake London, who I think is a very good football player size, uh, alignment, ver- versatility, uh, for a big fella, uh, six, five ish really drops the hips and mm-hmm. can do a bunch of diverse things in the route tree. And I think pairing him with Christian Kirk, Anthony Schwartz and Donovan Peoples Jones and, uh, Trae-Clon Smith here, who we, took I think it's a pretty easy uh Drake London selection for me had Garrett Wilson been there that's been my guy all along yeah. so that's where
0: I'm at I know there's a lot of people that don't like that I got some serious I get serious hate every time Drake London is the pick at 13 uh and I don't understand it I, I mean I I everybody keeps saying he can't separate he can't separate. yes he can separate there are different things it's not just seeing a guy running five yards free against college corners that's not all what separation is. Mm-hmm. Using your body at the catch point. Rashad Higgins talked about this a few months ago. Using your body at the catch point, positioning, because the NFL cornerbacks are not, they're so much better. You're not going to create three yards of separation on a consistent basis. So no. creating separation for yourself at the catch point, which he is elite at, uh, is separating. So there's different things that are involved in that. All right, my turn here. I am using the draft network. I am going to go ahead. And uh, start the draft here. We're going to reject any and all trades. Let's see who's around when the Baker's dozen pick comes up. All right. Three trade offers. Uh, Jordan Davis went one ahead of us. Traylon Burks went at 11. So uh, despite everyone wanting that to be one of the options here tonight, none of the three of us are going to be taking uh, Traylon (laughs) Burks uh, here in the first round. A lot of uh, Malik Willis goes sixth. I just, I'm not getting into corners. I'm, I'm not getting into quarterbacks right now. Uh, so here, here's what we got. Here's the question. Um, since we did well, and this is what I talked about when we signed those two big guys, they don't quote unquote, have to go wide receiver here. They still probably will, but if Ohabo is there, which he is in this situation, I think it's at least a discussion in that war room. What do you guys think? Oh,
2: I agree. I a hundred percent. I, 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 I don't think any, those two areas, especially. And again, we always get into this conversation of need versus want, or, or I'm sorry, need versus uh, best player available and all that stuff. The fact of the matter is um, if you've got a player out there, that's one of the best players on your board and he fits in a place where you need him, you take him. And so I think, yeah, I mean, we, even if you bring back Clowney and you've got Garrett and Clowney on the edge, you still don't have a lot of depth there at this point because you're going to lose some guys from that position as well. So to bring a young guy in, I think it's definitely a conversation they have.
0: Yeah, and and I've said this for years, Jake, you're sick of me saying it. I'm sure best is a very general and changes for everybody. And part of what is the best is need. It plays into it. If you have two guys graded ex- exceptionally uh, similarly, at right. one position you have an all-pro and a, and a high-end backup. and the other position you have nobody. You're going to tell me that you're not going to go where the position you have nobody need doesn't play in. Of course it does. All that being said, I just brought that up for discussion purposes. I think I'm still going to go wide receiver here. Uh, Garrett Wilson is a little bit lower on their board. And like you said, Jake, if he's there, I, I, I got to believe he's the guy. I just have to believe he's the guy there. There's really nothing he does that isn't if not elite at a very good level. Uh, I know there's been some questions lately, uh, about the way he uses his hands, particularly as he catches the ball, I don't think it's a big enough deal to preclude him from being the pick here. So I'm just going to go ahead and take him. And we're and uh, we're moving back to you here, Mike. All right, let me reject some trades here. And so
2: now we're at 44, and there is a lot of stuff going on here. But okay, so the thing that kills me is I, I, we we did the two wide receivers, and then we drafted one in the first. But I really like Jahan Dotson. And so every every time I see him here, I'm like, I just want to take him. And this is why I'm not an NFL general manager, because there's a part of me that wants to just say, I'll take Jahan Dotson anyways, because I think he's a big time playmaker. Uh, With that being said, I also, there's guys I like. Uh, I know you've mentioned some things you don't like about Perry and Winfrey's game, but I also think there's a lot of good with Perry and Winfrey and a lot that can be coached up and also a lot that would benefit from playing between uh and Clowney and uh, and Miles Garrett uh I also like uh Enigvare uh oh. from South Carolina love that kid uh he's a heck of a player um uh, and so I'm stuck between those two guys and every every I feel like every uh, mock draft I've done I keep getting stuck between those two guys uh, uh I also like Sanders out of Cincinnati but I like uh I like these two guys Uh, We did some things to shore up the DT in free agency, so I'm going to go with Kingsley here from South Carolina, and I'm going to make him the pick in the second round.
0: Freakishly athletic, Uh, has some work to work on his consistency in the run game is what I is what I see from Draft Minds. Much smarter than I, but he's still young; he can still do that. Um uh, and he, he definitely can improve. Uh, and it's just real quick on Dotson, I found it very interesting. He was originally on the senior boat list and then withdrew just a couple of days before. Jake, you can back me up. It doesn't necessarily mean this exactly, but historically, sometimes it means they got word from the NFL, look, you're going day one. You got nothing left to prove. Don't risk the injury. And I happen to think that he's being undervalued by people who see him as a day two guy, and I think that might have had something to do with it.
1: But definitely, I think he's a guy who we're going to see people say, didn't know he was that high on their boards. Right. I think he's just kind of being slept on. Um, I think he could have gotten what you're talking about there, Steve. But, mm-hmm. uh, I, I just think that every year it seems like there's always, well, he was higher than we all anticipated, right. right. He's going to be one of them. I, I don't, I don't have much of a doubt about that. God, he's good. He's good. He's, really he's good, good, man. He's really good. And, and dealt with, uh, until Drew Allar, our our boy, gets there to Penn State, let's they're, go. They're not they're not putting out elite quarterback prospects over that right. way. So um, that's 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 what I. So you took Kingsley. I did. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, so I will be up now. Yep. Um, some really fun names on the board. If they needed a safety, Lewis, it's it's sign. I think right. I could be wrong on that. That's I what I say. It. Yeah, he's a he's a. <laughs>
3: That's he's what it is here. He's <laughs> a
1: frigging hitter, man. He's a good player. Devontae Wyatt is interesting. Not my type. Jaquan um, Brisker is fun, but again, don't need safety. He's Logan Hall. I'll also get back older. to him in just a minute. Um, Sky Moore, a uh, pretty damn good really back good. football player. Uh, his tape with another quarterback I'm interested in later on is pretty fun. Um, Carson Strong, if he wasn't a statue, I'd be more interested. I like him, but he's too statuey for me. I need guys who can move a little bit. Chad Muma, you think – I think our boy uh was good from Wyoming a few years back. Chad Muma's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um and then obviously my jay Sanders is is a is a ton of fun out of Cincinnati. Jalen Petrie's going to be a great defensive back at some point in the NFL. But man, I'm all in on Logan Hall. I think he's a heck of a football player, dude. Uh he's about 6'6" 260. Uh played a lot of 3 tech, can bump outside, but he's like a moldable piece of clay for this team and um, you know, I, as far as being inside, outside, versatile, having athleticism, I'm really, really in on Logan Hall. I think he's going to be a good football player. And I think I like his fit, his size, his length, his athleticism along this defensive line. And I wanted to find somebody on the interior. I liked, and I, uh, I think it's, I think it's Logan Hall. Is his age good though, Steve? I think yeah, is. He's okay. yeah, he's okay. Yeah. So Logan Hall is, is, is a, is a home run second round pick for me. So I'm going to make that pick.
0: It's hard to argue. Uh, a couple of guys you mentioned, uh, Devontae Wyatt and uh, Jaquan Brisker are over the age guardrail. But I'm going to say something that some people who follow me a lot are going to probably fall down in shock. If there ever was a year that they're going to bend this, this would be it because of the covid situation and all of the super seniors. I still think they're going to do everything in their power to remain within their guardrails, but especially on day three. Uh, I, if it's going to be broken or bent a little bit, this would be the year to do it, especially if they love a guy like Wyatt, who is, is outside the guardrail, but only, uh, uh, just a little bit or a couple other guys that are just a little bit, it's certainly possible. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm saying it's, it, it's, it's not completely off the table like it has been in years past. So I'm up here now, uh, some, uh, fun guys, uh, on the, uh, uh brisker still there. Winfrey's still there uh if you want quarterback uh i'm not of the opinion that they like anybody or should be targeting anybody in this class especially not this high maybe a late day 2 day 3 guy as a as a, a to groom as a backup or something like that but i don't think that's uh somebody that they should be looking at uh there's seen logan hall is there um uh some, some guys, uh, Bernard Raymond, I really, really love, but he's uh, he'll be 25 in the fall. So I don't know. Uh, so I think I'm going to go over here. I'm going to do two things. We're going to take a look at the interior defensive line, and those top two names there uh, uh, are, are the guys, the only guys I would consider here. And honestly, I would have these two guys flipped personally in my mind. I totally understand those who are different, but I think Travis Jones has a chance to contribute on three downs right away. Maybe not every snap but he can give you enough pass rush wiggle. He added that to his arsenal this year. He's 330 pounds, but he moves like he's a lot lighter than that. That would be the only two guys I would go to on the interior defensive line. And in our situation, you know, if we signed a a, a Calais Campbell or something like that to learn from Campbell would be perfect for him. But I still think the first two picks are going to be wide receiver and edge in one way or another and here's the guys that are up there Logan Hall uh, Kingsley is uh, still right there I love both of those guys Josh is outside and Arnold are both side outside the game. Mijai is uh, interesting but he weighed in at 240 and I mm-hmm. know that's not a deal breaker especially in the modern NFL but the Browns seem to want a guy built like Ogba or Clowney on, on the side opposite Miles because teams run away from Miles and they want someone who's stronger and stouter uh, in the run game. Mijay does a, a lot of things. He's far more disruptive in pass rush than a lot of people are giving him credit for. Uh, but I, I I just don't know if he's the type of guy that they're looking for. And then that guy there at 73 is super, super interesting. Drake Jackson, um, inconsistent, uh, needs to work in the run game. The USC basically used him as, as a 3-4 outside linebacker this year, but it did seem to help his pass rush win rate go up. He had fewer pass rush attempts, but was better at converting them. He's only 20 years old at the time of the draft and he's freakishly athletic. He's only 255 pounds. So he could easily, you know, at 20 years old, <coughs> put on another 10 and not lose much of his uh, athleticism in my opinion. So for me, it would be Hall uh, in or uh, Drake Jackson. And since you guys took Hall and Inagbury just to, to give everybody different things to look at, I would have no problem with any of those guys. I'm going to take Drake Jackson here just so we have some different things for everybody to think about and talk about and consider. So that's why I'm taking Drake Jackson there. Although I have no problem at all with the pick. So we're back to you, Mike. All right. I'm going to get crazy
2: here. Okay. Because I want to do the same thing you just talked about. And I want to, I want to give some different looks. Uh, and there's a guy that I really want out of this draft. And, I got it's funny to watch the how these things get rated out differently right like here's Logan Hall just sitting here they've got him rated at 90 uh and I feel like if if I was getting paid big money to to do this Logan Hall probably is and he's there in the third round at pick 78 I'm probably doing it however I'm going to take two wide receivers in the first three rounds of this draft because if you're talking about that runaway guy that can score on like any possession and I don't know why he's rated this low on this draft. John Mechie, the third, is one of those guys. He he's not the perfect wide receiver. He battles some drop issues. Uh uh,
0: you know, he's not the he's biggest the guy. Injury. He's got the injury too, you gotta to take into account.
2: Yeah, yes,
1: he does have the injury, but
0: I That's your
2: second wide
1: receiver. I don't right. hate it as much, right? That's just, just throwing it out just there. Thought. Yeah, no, you're yep. you're right.
2: Yep. It's you know, again, I I just I understand, especially I think on the free agent thing, especially if you're looking at maybe a guy that's pushing 28, 29, 30, the injury I think plays a much bigger uh, you know, impact. But in the third round, if John Mechie's sitting there, he is one of those guys that is a game-breaking wide receiver. And he has been for Alabama in big situations. He puts up monstrous numbers. And so I'm going to be the weird guy that takes two wide receivers in the first th- uh, three rounds, and John Mechie's going to be a Brown.
0: Hard to argue with the with the addition of the, test, especially if he comes back healthy and regains his former form, uh, his previous form. It's hard to argue. I did not see. I, I'm having trouble because we're, you know it's so small on the screen here. Uh, was Travis Jones still on the board? Mm, let me go back and look. Oh, I just hold on. Sorry, I added my stream. I did not
2: mean to do that. <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, wow. Uh, I am looking. I do not think Travis Jones was still on
1: the board. Okay. All right. Jakey, you're up, my friend. All right, hold on. Let me uh type up. He was not. Sorry. So round three. Uh hold on a second here. Guys, one, two, three, four, five, six. While round you're doing three. that, I'll address this. Kebo right. Imafe
0: would be interesting if they're willing to bend the guardrail. He he's out of the age guardrail. Mike, who'd you pick? I picked Mechie.
1: John Mechie. What a yes. great last
0: name. I love okay. it.
1: All right. I am going to add my pick. This is might surprise some of you, but, uh, probably not Steve. I am, um, I like sky Moore. I could be convinced as to taking doubling up right here, but my picks a little surprising. Obviously Travis Jones is still there who I like a ton. Uh, I feel good about Logan hall, though. I could also see them saying, screw it. We'll take Logan hall, mold him into an edge and, and, uh, and, and have Travis Jones be an immediate player. Kirby Joseph's a fun safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely into his game. We know Romeo uh, Romeo Dubs is fun. Uh, Steve, we like him a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a big fan of Jeremy Rucker. thought he was underutilized yeah. at Ohio State, largely because why the hell would he get the ball when you got all these wide receivers? But he <laughs> blocks, he plays hard, and he can make some plays. Very into his ability. I like Alec Pierce a lot, too, out of Cincinnati. A tall, rangy, outside receiver. Um, and then is fun, too. But but I've got my eye on Jalen Petrie, man. I think he is a (laughs) fun, fun slot corner for the future who could play right now. He can play a diverse set of positions. I love him as a slot corner. He led the NCAA in stop tackles. Those are tackles that negate any sort of positive gain for the defense. And uh, the past two years, four interceptions, uh, eight pass breakups, big part of why Baylor's defense is a resurgence. Um, So I am all in on continuing because we don't know where Greedy's going to be. You know, you, you don't know where these things go. And and we see what Cincinnati's doing through the air. Those are the guys in the division. You got to beat these teams that like to throw, but you also need athletic guys who are willing to tackle on your perimeter with Lamar Jackson with their run option stuff. And Petrie's a fun player, I man. I hope I'm pronouncing his last name right. I've watched plenty of his tape now, uh, very in on him. So I'm gonna take him here and strengthen what is a position i think that's strong but you got to remember Troy Hill probably one more year and then you're looking at replacing what is an almost every down player guys that guy is a starter you there's no third backer anymore it's your it's your goddamn nickel corner and you need guys that can play there and that's my dude
0: yeah it's hard to argue he had himself a heck of a week uh in uh in mobile uh this week so the player you know, steve him Kirby yeah. Joseph and Veron McKinley would be the guys in this <laughs> pick or the next pick that range if they decide to go safety and it's a sneaky need uh because ronnie's probably going to leave we don't know what they're going to do with that even if they bring back mj stewart uh they might still target a guy uh some so it's it's kind of a i don't know if need is right it's a sneaky target let me put it that way it's kind of a sneaky target that not a lot of people are talking about
1: 481 slot corner snaps for him 141 d line he did not play any wide corner really 12 he only had 11 snaps back at in uh, the safety portion of the field, so I'm really targeting him to be that hook curl defender. Man, you up, run with you, get you uh, uh, that that when they sling run fits and and move backers across uh, to fall back fit. Uh, you can need a guy like Troy Hill did this year, who can step in and make tackles in the box. And yeah. I think I think he's a he's a heck of a football player for that role.
0: Yep, hard to argue. I'm up now, uh, and uh, this is what happens at this pick. Sometimes there are certain guys that we like to target. You can see some of them over here. Uh, Jeremy Rucker, Dylan Parham, who's a center, uh, from Memphis that I think is, uh, he's much higher on this board than he is on a lot of others. Uh, Kirby Joseph went, uh, some other guys went, uh, there's Petre right there. Trey McBride, if they wanted to go tight end, there's some guys just went in the last 10 picks or So that will normally be the targets in this range. So you're left with some good players. Don't get me wrong, but you're sort of in no man's land here. Um, Asamoah is really good he's undersized Mm -hmm. he's almost jok light ish if you want to put people in boxes he's a damon clark you and i talked about him way back on your pod in like september jake uh very athletic dude these two guys here though that i'm gonna go to the wide receiver that the top of the wide receiver actually (laughs) that's actually the first three and i know we've really hit wide receiver hard george pickens was talked about as, you know, with those top those guys at 13 uh, before he got hurt at the beginning of the year. He came back, he played a few snaps. The, the process is going to be huge for him. If he comes back and comes back healthy and regains his previous form and he's around at this point, it would be very difficult. uh uh, to to pass on him at this point because he is potentially a one to take over for somebody or you'd have two ones at that point sky Moore, you know i love him i think he's going to be a star in this league Wandell robinson is a ton of fun so that you could go there let me just show everybody else here who was a the problem at 78 is a lot of these interior defensive line guys it's not for this pick. Matthew Butler is interesting, and I think he's better yeah. uh, than a lot of people are giving him credit for, but I wouldn't take him here. It's going to have to be at the next pick or maybe the one after that. I like Otito Abonia, John Ridgway. You go down to Marquand McCall and Noah Ellis down here. Giant, giant men, 346 and 367 <laughs> pounds, respectively. But they're further down the board because they're generally two uh, guys. Uh, I'm sorry, two snap guys. My safeties, all those safeties we just talk about, none of them are here. None of these guys excite me at 78. Um, uh, so I'm going to do something that I don't normally do. I normally say you have to mock the board as it is. But for whatever reason, this guy right down here, Max Mitchell out of Louisiana, yeah. is like 75 to 100 slots slower, uh, lower on this board than any others that I've seen. I have seen him in the 50 to 75 range, just about everywhere else. Dane had him there. I believe bleach report had him there and their new board came out today. He uh, had a great week, did not look out of place at all in the senior bowl, had some great reps and we don't know about Jack Conklin. And we don't know if they're going to be able to get a swing tackle back. We're unsure. still. I think you and I are pretty okay on James Hudson developing to at least be able to, Uh, uh, handled the swing tackle role this year, but we don't know. So adding another tackle in this, if there's any question about uh, Jack Conklin coming back, to be fair, if there's any question about him coming back, they'll probably address it in free agency. But if we get to this point and there's any question about Jack Conklin coming back, tackle could be selected a lot sooner than a lot of people are saying right now. And I'm going to do that now, strictly by the numbers, this is going to be considered a bad reach, but again, this is just my opinion and some other uh, uh, folks out there. I think this is the range where Max Mitchell would be an excellent pick. So I'm just going to go ahead and grab him here. Good pick. Boom. I like
1: All right. So we are into uh round four now. Am I right about that? Or close yep. to it? Our, our last pick around three, we're going to speed up the process here a little bit, guys. Yeah. we got to be got to be
0: out soon we have to so, wrap at 8 15 guys for yeah. various reasons so we're going to kind of speed through this day three stuff
1: all right hit all us right. up uh although this uh, uh, it's still uh, the end of round three right Where am i yeah. wrong about that no you know right right. yeah. okay i just want um, to make yeah. sure i was right so i could look forward to having multiple
0: picks on a on a day so yeah. Yeah, let's just that. actually let's instead of doing one pick here since we have three we have 98 105 and 115 ish let's yeah. just um, do, do those next three yeah, this okay, did okay.
2: not give me 98 Oh shoot. Okay.
1: Well, well, just tell us who you would take then.
2: Yeah. I mean, well, first of all, if You're if I was sitting, sitting there. there, if I was sitting there at 98, I was going to take I would have taken <laughs> Logan Hall. I don't know why Logan, Logan Hall. I think you took him two rounds yeah. earlier or last yeah. round, so I'm taking Logan Hall off the board. So, let's just say I've taken Logan Hall okay. with 98 because he's here. And then that brings me to 104. And a guy, so now you're starting to get into, okay, let's get some good players out here in maybe not positions of need for me personally. And so there's a lot of good players sitting here, sitting here. I I think Beavers is a pretty good player at linebacker uh, uh, that I think could just bring some depth. Uh, Obviously Kirkland is not in the draft anymore. Uh, But I, something about Michael Wright that I really like out of Oregon Uh, I think he's, I think he is a really, really tough corner kind of in the vein, like Jake was talking about before, uh, not just good in coverage, but a guy that is going to make it difficult. So I'm going to take Michael Wright, uh, at corner. If it lets me, there we go. And then that's going to bring me down to 115. And this one's very easy for me. We need some tight end help after we let Austin Hooper go. Jeremy records just sitting right here. I was hoping he was still going to be here, uh, and so I'm going to take Jeremy Ruckert at tight end at 115. That was my sped up. that was my sped up version. Hard to argue, Jake. You're up.
1: Uh, let me share mine. Um, okay, so here I just think I really like Sky Moore too much to pass on him. I don't expect him to be there at 98, no. but in this scenario, I like the upside of taking him. Uh, because you know you can't look at the position from the perspective of well they have these guys it's you need to hit on them and you need to take shots and i like sky Moore right there so i'm going to take him at 98 at 104 i like kirby joseph but i feel pretty good about that position group i like jeremy rucker but i can get a tight end i like later as far as just sheer upside (sighs) did he get selected He did. I was going to take Sam Williams, Steve. I know he's got some issues off the field where he got out of some some legal trouble, but they have shown they'll bend on it for talent, man. They have shown they'll bend on it. So I was interested in him. Um, Here's where it gets interesting. Hold on. Let me look at positions sorry guys i had a plan and i was going to sound like i had a plan and then all of a sudden you don't have a plan and uh you're here talking to yourself for the next few minutes i do (laughs) i do like some of these tight ends i'm not sure i'm crazy about that spot taking them um i do like uh, you and i have talked about him steve I, i i think he's fun uh fun player it was you i talked to about him right steve
0: I don't know. I never. I
1: think. Them. I think you sent me some. Well, it's not. You sent them to me. I don't even know where I am right now. And where? Where are we? What's looking at? Well, this is fun. It's fun so when, when you got
0: interesting at center if you got nobody else to snap the ball.
1: Yeah. This round four spot, I'm gonna probably surprise some people. I'm gonna get a quarterback I like. There you go. I'm gonna take Caleb Elby.
0: Mm, wow, I that's like the guy.
1: I like him. Um, he's developmental. Um, he, he's just, he's a good player. I think he's, he's a good player, um, that I'm interested in developing, seeing if there's something more there comfortable in that range, selecting that put sort of player. How old is, is it pronounced Geki? Gedeki? Yeah. Gedeki. I think. Yeah. And I think he's outside. Okay. Yeah. You can only get so far outside the, the age range on some of these things. Um, well, uh, let's see here who's left on the board. Probably should look at a tight end. I, I I like Cole Turner a good amount, always have. He's less tight end, more big slot, but he can. his, his body size is big enough to handle some of those things. Um, boy, I like Jake Ferguson a lot, too, and I really do think he had a great week of practices. I'm going to go Jake Ferguson here, actually. If he's young enough, I don't know the ages. he's not. not. (laughs) That's the thing. You're always kind of guessing on the ages on these is Turner fit in. I can't remember if, if Turner, Turner, yes. Yeah. I feel like I'm just kind of stretching around here for the right player. And I hate doing that. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll go with, we'll go with Cole Turner. I mean, I want to draft a tight end. I think he's talented enough. That's for certain. Um, yeah, we'll take him.
0: Nice. Yeah. It's hard to argue. Uh, he's more of a flex out, more of a big wide receiver. Um, so, you know, uh, you, you wanted to add weapons. It doesn't necessarily mean wide receiver. Tight ends are weapons, too. Um, so. All right. So I'm up now is what we're saying. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to shock. I'm going to shock the world here uh, because Woo. this guy right here uh, for the first time ever. I am going to uh, – uh, bet. I we said it before, they might for the right guy if they think the value is incredible, and I think this guy could be at this spot. You're talking almost uh, pick 100 here. Uh, yeah. and, I was interested uh, in him too. So we're going to snag yeah. uh, Mafé, and then I'm hoping uh, – nope. You mentioned him a little bit ago. Uh, I am not – I don't think they really need to grab another linebacker at this point, but if Muma is around on oh, day God, three yeah. – you put him next to J.O.K., okay. you've got two of the fastest linebackers in the league. I'm just, I'm snagging him right there. And I think we're on one of those deals where they're going to be offering me trades like every single pick <laughs> at this point. Um, and this is where I run into a little bit of an issue because I look at it and I'm not sure. Let's go to the IDL and see. Oh, there we go. This guy right here, Illinois State transfer, went down to Arkansas, looked, uh, did not look out of place, held his own, didn't have a terrific year or anything, but he held his own. Moving to the SEC, John Ridgeway, 6'6". I think he's 325, something like that. He's going to need a year of not being the man, and I think we took care of that with DJ Jones like that. But he's got he's got traits that can develop. So I'm going to grab John Ridgeway there. And so I am out. Now we're on to uh, – we're on to you, Mike, at the next pick. All right. So, uh, okay. So uh, if we've got me up here –
2: where did I just go? Oh, there we go. Um. So, right here, again, I'm going to do something maybe a little bit different. Max Mitchell, again, I want to give you guys a little bit of a different look. Max Mitchell is a guy I probably would take here, but we've already got Max Max Mitchell off the board here. Uh, Right? Didn't you take him, Steven? Yep. Okay. So, I'm going to go with somebody that I think is a good prospect in a lot of different ways. I think he's physical. I think he's a hell of a tackler. I don't think he's the fastest guy in the world, but I think he's a guy that can help the team in a lot of ways. Again, defensively maybe as a a piece that can just kind of come in and and uh you know spot some guys but also on special teams i think this is a guy that can make some big plays so i'm going to go to usc i'm going to grab a safety uh and i'm going to go with isaiah polamau you is see i don't know how old he is to be honest with you i have no idea how old he is steven he's at least
0: idea? 30 yeah, yeah i think i think he's 34 yeah 34 <laughs> this
2: <laughs>
1: age guardrail thing man i don't know
2: so let's uh, act like he's in the age guardrail cool that work?
0: Hey, I just picked Boye Maffe so we've already broken through that for this. I
1: think year. Boy does Boye turn twenty three at the end of the year or twenty four at the end of the year. I think, he's um,
0: I think he's already twenty. Yeah, I think he's already twenty three. So it's
1: going to be a weird year. You're right, Steve. I do think there's going to be more moving than than we've ever seen. There. It's more so,
0: possible this yeah. year than any other year. Yeah. You're up, Jake.
1: I'm going to take Tyler Smith from Tulsa. Who oh. I, don't, I don't think this dude is young. No way he's going to be here. If I was any kind of, I didn't know they had him so low. I figured he was gone. I would have taken him the pick before, guys, or the <laughs> pick before that. I mean, I'm, I'm being honest. I don't think he's he lasts really good. anywhere near this long. Um, So I'm, I mean, I feel like I'm cheating a little bit here, but he's, he's good, man. So I'm going to take him pretty easy. Uh, I'll do my last two picks uh, as well while we're here just to knock it out. Uh, we pick 191 and 219. This is where you start saying, hey, guy in the corner, who do you like? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and apparently now with the browns it's guy in the corner who's going to be a uh who's going to be somebody important down the line right like it could be a gm <clears throat> um let's look at developmental running backs they don't have our guy on here steve our uh is he from south dakota state i can't remember where he's from
0: oh james pierre yeah, yeah. don't
1: have him on here um i'm not crazy about any of these they need to update their boards. So I would look running back here, but I don't, the names I'm most interested in are not there. Let's look at what's available. Kind of just throwing things against the wall here. Um, I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's down here. Can't take another running back already selected quarterback holds Darian Butler. I can't remember how old he is. Is, uh, uh, is he Tag-
0: Tag- Tag- Aloha, uh Amosa still on the board? Did you just make up a name from uh, <laughs> from Notre Dame?
2: Yeah, Amosa Tag-
0: for sure. I think if he's around at this point, uh, he's gonna outplay his draft spot. That guy, that guy can play. Uh, he's an edge. I'm just
1: kind of scrolling through. Oh man, Dolchich is there. Should have been looking through the tight ends a little bit more. Um, yeah, let's check. I haven't taken a I mean, Logan Hall is an edge hybrid type, but I'm taking a true edge here.
0: Yeah, we'll go with him. What's his age? Do you know? Uh, 22.
1: Okay. Yeah, we'll go there.
0: Or 21. I don't know it right in front of me. He's in. He's under.
1: And now we're talking to the homeless guy on the corner about who he likes in this mm-hmm. one uh, in, round, in round seven. And oh, it's Kennedy Brooks. He's old. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see here. Um,
2: This is make or break right here. Keep this in mind, easy. guys, once you get to sixth round break. and
0: especially the seventh round, those of you watching, it's not necessarily about fill, it's it's not at all about filling positions. It's about just getting athletes. You're, mm-hmm. you're looking for your special team or guys if, or if. Somebody you have ranked 134th is still there for whatever reason at 220. Market inefficiencies, that kind of stuff is what you're looking for. Or you're looking for guys coming off of an injury, lottery tickets, small guy, small school guys, um, workout warriors from the combine. It's all on the table at the seventh round pick because if it doesn't hit, it's a freaking seventh round pick. But those are the kinds of things that are on the table at the seventh round. It's not, we have to get a tackle. Because you know, if you're draft trying drafting somebody in the seventh, hoping that they're gonna start week one, you're in the you're doing it wrong.
1: We're drafting a kicker, folks. Sound the go. alarm. Let's go. Cameron Dicker <laughs> is the selection for me. Um because he's also pretty good. Like, yeah, pretty good. And I don't mind spending a seventh round or not a fifth, but a seventh on Dicker the
0: kicker. And I love uh, the name.
1: If you got a name Dicker the kicker, you got a shot, Steve.
0: That's absolutely. You're That's gonna a like a tomorrow's mock. Uh, go ahead. I know Jake, you have to run, make sure you screenshot that and send it to me so we can tweet it out and people can vote on their favorite and talk about it and all that kind of stuff. But I know you have to run. Thanks for being here. Thanks for everything. Uh, we'll do this again next week and we're going to do it a million times between now and April, but go ahead and get out of here. Mike and I will finish it out, uh, here in the next few minutes.
1: All right, guys, this was fun. First of many. See you,
0: Jake. Jake. All right. So I'm up now. Uh, and we are at where am I? I'm going to pick 154. I'm going to grab a guy here that I've been talking about for a while. Small school guy uh, went down to, the only D2 guy originally invited uh, to, to mobile. And he also got a combine and fight Josh Williams. Uh, he's listed as a corner. Some people think he's going to transition to safety from Fayetteville state 6'3, 200 great feet, super technique, Rangy as hell, makes all kinds of plays on the ball. I think he could be a tremendous safety, but he may end up playing. If he shows he can play corner at that size, six three and two hundred. I don't know why they would move him. So I'm gonna go ahead and shoot that uh on there. Go ahead. Let's let's do what Jake just did here. Let's do you and do your last two picks, and then I'll do my last two picks. Okay, so I am also gonna go to small
2: school. You'll see. I mean, there's still some pretty decent players on the board here. And like you talked about, round six, round seven. Yeah, you're probably looking at guys that are just athletes. I'm gonna I'm gonna look a little bit away from athletes and I'm gonna go to the offensive line because I love Cordell Volson. Uh I don't, you know, obviously I haven't watched a ton of North Dakota State, but I have looked <coughs> at a lot of what he has done. And what'd you say? He's old. He's too old?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I thought i looked that up. <laughs> okay, never mind. I like him though. So Hold take the- him. No, I'm not taking him. You told me he's old. You told me he's old. I don't know how old (laughs) any of these guys are. I got to do, like, research on how old these dudes are. I'll Um, send you
0: the database.
2: Well, thanks. I like him, too, because he reminds me a little bit. I know he's a tackle, but he reminds me a little bit of Wyatt Teller. And that he's like a – he's mean. He's a Mm -hmm. mean dude. And I like that. Uh, All right. So – Again, I now I feel like I'm back to where uh, Jake was, just kind of throwing stuff against the wall. Uh, I you I've got like the age uh, spirit in my ears in uh, Steven that's telling me how old people are. Uh, I for me again uh, another Ooh, Alex guy,
0: Wright. That's interesting.
2: I saw Alex Wright. i uh, Michael McFadden is an okay player, mm-hmm. uh, and again I think he's another guy that can go out and make plays for you kind of all over the field. So I'll go with Micah McFadden. Is he too old?
0: No, no. Micah McFadden, he's rangy too on the second level.
2: Yeah, I think he's a, he's a good player. He's fast. And again, like you said, you're talking about guys that can go out there and make plays for you. Not just on defense, not be starters day one, but but go out there and make plays for you on special Uh And then that gets us to round seven. I'm so vehemently opposed to drafting a punter.
0: <laughs> this might be the year to do it in the seventh round. I was talking with uh, Jeff Risden last night. Those of you who watched last night's show know. know this. The kid from uh, Jordan Stout from uh, from Penn State as a monster, and Matt Areza from San Diego State, just ICBMs hanging from their right hip. Those guys they, <laughs> they, they they punt the ball like like in a movie where the guy has the magic leg and they kick it, and you hear yeah. the like, whoop sound. That's how those two guys kick the ball. So you know and. and, and it's we saw how that can affect a game. You know, if you add a D add a guy like Dixon in Seattle, that helps your defense so much. And the way this defense played the second half of the year, yeah, I, I could see it in the seventh round. Uh, so first of all, Dustin Crum, quarterback from mid uh midview high
2: school here in uh Lorraine County, where I live. Uh, I'm not going anywhere near him, but that's cool to see him on there. Mm-hmm. Hey, look at your boy. I'm gonna take him. I'm gonna yeah. take Tug Vilo and Mimosas. Uh <laughs> And you know what? Uh, an athletic player, a good seventh round. I feel like that's a great seventh it's round pick. It's a great seventh round pick. with that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, go ahead and, <coughs> excuse me, like I told Jake, make sure you screenshot that and send it to me. We'll, we did this last year, and what we did was we tweeted it out, we posted it out, and people talked about the differences and argued and told us we were stupid. It was a lot of fun. It's fun. Um, yeah, I love it. So here are my last two picks, and I am just going to go ahead and scroll right to the guy I'm going to take. He's an injury guy. Uh, but it's a tie. I have not taken a tie. I like Daniel Bellinger a lot, too, out of San Diego State. It's just such a really good tight end class, top to bottom. James Mitchell, though, um, he, he blew out his ACL, but he did it early. It was like the second game of the year, maybe the third game of the year. So his timeline is a little bit different from like Williams, who got hurt in January or guys who got hurt in, in uh, uh, December or something like that. Uh, his timeline is a little bit different. Um, and he is uber athletic he is again kind of like Cole Turner, except a little more refined and better in the blocking game than Turner was um, more of a a what you used to call a big slot type guy. he flexes out well, he moves yep. like a wide receiver he 's got terrific hands he 's a wonderful red zone target but uh, so i 'm going to take james mitchell uh, there at one ninety one and then my last pick coming up let 's take a look. <laughs> I have so no exciting. idea. So exciting. I have no earthly idea what I'm going to do here. Nobody has any idea here. what's going to happen in round seven. Oh, actually, I do know what I'm going to do. We've taken a lot of wide receivers, but again, we're in the seventh round here. People are not going to like oh, this when they just see it. Eric Ezekonma, uh yeah. from, from uh, Texas Tech. Uh, what is he? He's like 6'3", 220, and he big runs in the 4'4s, big. He's never produced on a consistent basis. Um, so there's questions about it, and he's not the best route runner, and all, but he's huge you know, and fast, and he's got great hands. So I'm just going to go ahead and, and snag yet another wide receiver here. At least the one thing no one can accuse me of on this uh, particular uh, 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 simulation is not uh, caring about wide receiver. Uh, I think we have 14 on the roster. <laughs> I was gonna say
2: I I had two. I I I cannot believe they would take two in the first three rounds, but
0: I went with it. Why not? Yeah. I mean, it depends a lot of it depends on free agency, too. If they only That's have true. one in free agency, then maybe that sort of move is on the table. So uh we are gonna go ahead and wrap it up because Mike needs uh to go do some things before Garage Beers has Olympic Hall of Famer Bonnie Blair on at nine o'clock, right here. This bat channel, an Olympic. Hall of Famer, five-time Olympic gold medal winner, Bonnie Blair with Mike and the rest of the Garage Beer crew is coming up at nine o'clock and he needs to do some prep work for that. So uh, we will tweet all of this out. I wanna thank every single one of you guys uh, for coming in here. Uh, and sticking with us we will do this again and we'll have more time in the future we had to sort of rush through day three we didn't really (laughs) want to do that but we took way longer in free agency than we had planned on doing and we sort of boxed ourselves into a corner we're learning as we go here too guys uh so thank you guys Uh, for coming out. Thank you for sticking with us. Thank you for all of the comments. We tried to get to some. We just, like we said, ran out of time. We appreciate every single one of you being here. Uh, Come back at nine to see Bonnie Blair. Uh, Tomorrow night, we'll have OBR Weekly. We're thinking about doing a free agency show on Thursday. We are not sure about that, but for sure, we will be back next Monday and Tuesday with more draft and free agency coverage as the obr's off season continues so for uh jake burns uh for uh garage beers mike for our producer ian who's been in the background helping us out even though he wasn't supposed to uh, he graciously came and helped us out because we're all three kind of morons with this stuff uh and to every single one of you uh we love you guys thanks for being here uh we are out and uh as always go brown.